Welcome to Intuitive Art Sales. This is the show where I, Jessica Craddock, am going to teach you how to source your art marketing from within. You're going to practice claiming that authentic art business that you want and leading it the most natural way for you to get there. You're going to learn to get connected to your intuition, your confidence, and your community so that you can sell your art consistently while holding strong boundaries on your work-life balance. Welcome back to Intuitive Art Sales. I am here with Jessica Lazansky, and her artwork is about nature and flowers and capturing that nostalgia and stillness of being immersed in nature. She is at the point where she's really confident in her skills and vision, but she is trying to, like most of us probably, make this a sustainable business that can support her and her life. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. I'm happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. And let's see. Okay. So in your application, you were talking about wanting to have a multifaceted art business. You were also talking about working on increasing your sales, essentially. Also, that you are not, in your words, the most consistent. Correct. When you're thinking about what is my problem that comes in as a big player yeah consistency time having a three-year-old does not help yeah. um, then i mean adhd issues stuff like that and then i guess also plays into the consistency i'm definitely an introvert i'm a huge introvert so like i don't even want to show my face on social media it's a struggle so yeah you know i feel like what you just described fits 90% of my clients. <laughs> yeah. ADHD, kid with no time, have trouble being consistent. It's more common than you would think. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But that being said, those are all problems I like to help solve. So I don't normally do this, but I think I want to today. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. So if you could walk away with one solved today, what would be the most useful for you? Or do you know? I guess it would probably be like how to communicate with other people to get leads. I know that's a term you use a lot is leads. I mean, how do you Jessica lead? knows I use this because she tried my consistent income group trial. Um, money now. Yes. Which yeah. is absolutely. And there's a, a section in there where you can you can take two different pathways. You can take the money now pathway or you can take the consistent income pathway. And at the level that she is at, so she was working through the money now curriculum. And I, I do use the term leads a lot. I don't love mm -hmm. it, but there it is. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about that. Like you are already at a little bit of another level than anyone who's listening because they probably have not experienced what you have. So tell me a little bit more about your question. You are looking for um, how to make connections, how to make leads. Yeah, I guess so. Because like, honestly, the whole shouting into the world of Instagram does not particularly work for me. Yeah. We see it as important to stay current and up to date and, you know, post and whatever. And I, I do get a little bit of engagement there. I do. I have some some fans, if you will. But I think it's 
far more important to be like making connections outside of there. So for example, oh goodness, probably about a year or so ago, I was, I decided that I wanted to do wholesale and I don't necessarily know that's like a huge thing that I want to do now, probably to some extent. And like, you know, I created this whole catalog, everything and whatnot. It was beautiful, whatever. And then I started like pitching, I guess. Like I did my research. I found shops that I thought would work, whatever. And I wrote up an email and sent it out with all the stuff. And for the most part, it's just cricket. And I sent follow-up emails and it's still crickets or it's not at at this time or maybe in the future or whatever. And it's like, how do I... I mean, I know obviously connections in person are great, but that's not always an option. How do I get the email actually read? Because I know even as a business owner, like I get those emails too. People send me, oh, I just did an audit of your website, blah, blah, blah. Bother, yeah, delete, delete, delete instantly. So yeah, how do I... Even though I just asked you, what do you want out of this? I'm not going to answer that question. But... (laughs) You said, and let's let's back up here a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's going on inside just my me, Jessica, Jessica's brain. Yeah, there's two of us here. <laughs> so you said a couple of years ago, I started out thinking about wholesale. And so I started going down that road. I'm not really even sure it's something I want anymore, but how do I get those emails read? And as soon as you said, I'm not even sure it's something that I want anymore, mm-hmm. it felt very misaligned. What do you mean? Like to like your energy it was just like i'm just saying that to to like i think use I use myself from not being successful no 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 <laughs> like and maybe that's the case maybe that's what i was reading but what i think i saw was it's just not really in line with the way that i that would be the best for me and my personality but i'm doing it because i think it checks all the boxes of what i should do does that feel accurate? Yeah. yeah, you're probably, I don't even know how you would know that, but like, you're not wrong. You know, as like an artist and a human, I've got issues with like materialism, mm-hmm. whatnot. I want you to get rid of that. Well, no, no, no. I think it's okay. Hold on. Hold on. I think, and maybe this is too far out there, but I think there are problems with society and affordability, and I think it's bad. And I think it creates this culture in which we go to Target and we can buy anything at any time because it's affordable. But the reality is you can actually afford an original painting. You just don't because you don't value it. You're not willing to choose that painting and keep it for 20 years. You'd rather spend a lot less on something cheaper that you you can switch out constantly and i think that's a problem in a lot of different ways no i'm not saying that prints aren't you know valid forms of income or even i'm not saying they're bad by any means i'm just saying if i were to do it i would rather do it on like a limited edition scale where they're just not readily available all the time so who you are as a person aligns more with original artwork and people choosing to value having less things that are better yes 100 percent. okay 
The reason why that's important is because that is you, mm-hmm. which is part of your brand, which means we need to make choices that align with brand. And wholesale does not necessarily. Yeah, I think there are ways to do it, but it's not necessarily. Same with licensing. It's I don't particularly like the idea of licensing just because I think we have a surplus of mass-produced things in the world. Yeah. And that, like you said, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be right for someone else, but it's not right mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So if I told you how to solve that problem, it would be the wrong solve. So I mentioned before we started recording that I want to get into creating custom pieces primarily for like brides at their weddings doing live painting and my plan if you will was to team up with wedding planners because I know I'm really bad at like marketing and I thought if I could offer other industry professionals like in the wedding industry whatever a commission to book clients for me problem solve everybody win I call that a super connector or yes, partner. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one great direction to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to partially as a partially mm-hmm. as a money now activity, meaning we want to raise your income as quickly as possible. And the way to one of the ways to do that is to make sure that the thing that you are selling is very connectable. <laughs> so the product that you chose is bride's bouquets live painted at a wedding. Their wedding is one of the things they want to remember in their life the most, probably. Mm-hmm. Most brides are very in tune with their bouquet, what goes in it. Probably the flowers have meanings to them or... Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a certain color palette they're really drawn to. And the fact that you are there in person to get to, maybe not to get to know them because, you know, it's their day and they're rushing around. But like, there's that connection to you as a human, even if it's small. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you've got essentially people referring you because you're bribing them, which is great. Yeah, basically. I mean, I'm bribing them, but I'm also offering them something to offer to a their cool yeah. that will make their client's wedding better. Correct. They will value. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a no-brainer to just suggest. It. Absolutely. So all of those things put together work well. This is not something that you have to only connect to people through Instagram and figure out how to market it there. You've got this whole other avenue to pursue. The only quote unquote problem that I see with it as a money now activity is that people plan out their weddings in advance. (laughs) So bringing in income right this second from it, we have to figure that out. Actually, we don't. I know the answer deposits yes deposits deposits help absolutely and i don't know like i guess that's something that i'm not sure and i don't even know who to reach out to like when do you require deposits i guess i could look at like photographers or something and see what they do i don't know that question again when like when obviously you can accept a deposit hold your date 
Is it non-refundable from any point in time? Do they get it back if it's within, say, month? You know what I mean? These are all personal choices. Yeah. I think what what I would do is just start with the deposit, whatever is comfortable for you. The deposit is due at such and such time. Mm -hmm. And then as these instances come up where oh, is it refundable? Actually, I have this other thing or whatever. Then Uh we start working through what do I feel comfortable with my policy being and individualize it for a minute. Okay. And then as you start doing that, you'll kind of figure out where you land on that spectrum of do I want to, do I not want to? And you can come up with your own policy. But we're not going to let that keep us stuck to figure that out before we can. Okay. So the next part of this is how do I get in touch with these people so that they will recommend me. Correct. So I'm one step ahead of you. Great. I am already scheduled to go to a wedding convention in like two weeks. Like a booth kind of situation or like I don't have a booth. No, I'm literally just going to go and I guess introduce myself to people. Network. Yes. With my three-year-old in tow. Sweet. Three-year-olds are excellent conversation starters, especially when they have a head full of curly hair. Exactly, right? He's a cutie. (laughs) I feel like possibly the most helpful thing for us to talk about today might be your elevator speech. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah? Because you obviously know, I mean common sense but people don't always go there and that's okay like it just hadn't occurred to you yet places where your person is go mm-hmm. hang out there mm-hmm. which you are doing mm-hmm. and so if you can do it once you can do it again you don't need my help finding the people you've already mm-hmm. established that so how do you start that conversation how do you find your elevator speech so in another episode not too long ago i talked to someone about their brand topics, which is the starting place. I don't think that episode has been released yet, so that does not help you any. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of where I feel like we need to go anyway. We can condense. Okay. So in the intro, when I asked you what your art was about, you said you want to capture the nostalgia and the stillness of being immersed in nature. Mm-hmm. You said specifically something like, like when you're standing in a field and the wind is blowing and it's just mm-hmm. quiet. So one of your, and I'm paraphrasing and guessing here, but one of your values is something like nostalgia. Yes. And then we also talked about your stance on how you believe that, I'm going to butcher this one too. <laughs> I know where you're going though. The whole like concept of, let I don't, less is more, but quality, yeah, less quantity. More. quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. There you go. Quality over quantity. Okay. Not as hard for me. I'm an introvert, and I always had a hard time like, what's my stance? What's the thing that I care about? Because that's what's going to make people connect. Let me give you an example. Last summer, I was thinking, you know, when I was in college, I did weightlifting and I got really addicted to it. I was like, this makes me feel good. Like, this is good for Mm -hmm. my body. And then I got up. 
And last time I started remembering that and I was like, I want to, I want to do that again. Somehow I found this girl on Instagram and what her thing that she says all the time is strong over skinny and not paying attention so much to, is this helping me lose weight? But is this making me feel strong? Okay. That's a stance. That's something that she believes in because she has experienced that in her life. She used to be really skinny and now she's really strong. And why that's better and like all the Mm -hmm. things about that. Not everyone's going to agree with that. Actually, probably a lot of people are going to disagree with that. They're going to be like, no, actually, I just want to be skinny. That's fine. But those people are going to go away. Her people... Strong over skinny, even though it's a stance, that is inspiring. Actually, really inspiring because it's refreshing and it's something that you don't hear that often. Yeah. So she inspired me. So I hired her. Yeah. So that being said, we're sharing who we are so that people can connect with us, which is one of the reasons why they buy our art. Okay. So we've got nostalgia. We've got quality over quantity. Can you tell me just a little bit about what this you you pick which word resonates more and stillness i don't know i just very very much value calm and peace and stillness calm is the best word for what you're describing calmness yeah something like that i love nostalgia i like that feeling it's not an active thing it's something that happens it's almost like honoring the past if you will do you know what i mean like it's just cherishing good times in life i don't know okay what about quality over quantity what do you want me to say about it why do you care about it why does it matter to you what do you think about it that other people might not think i don't know it just goes along with the idea of simplicity and valuing the handmade and valuing the work and creativity that goes into an item the energy there And it's also like, let's be realistic. We all know that the t-shirt you buy for $5 was not made by someone who was paid fairly, right? Okay. So if I were to say, I've got three phrases I wrote down. You tell me which one stands out the most when you are thinking about this new artwork that you would like to create. Okay. Honoring creative energy, cherishing the past and good times, or very similarly, honoring memories. They're like different feels for saying kind of the same thing. Right. Um, I think honoring memories is more in tune with my overall value. Don't think overall. Okay. But for this, for specifically bouquet paintings, you know what I mean? Obviously, cherishing good times i would agree the reason why i say not overall is because as soon as you start trying to integrate everything that you do or love to do so muddy and means nothing or an elevator speech i'll tell you why in a second is i create or i make blank about blank so i create live bouquet paintings for weddings about cherishing the past and good times. Okay. The reason why that is what it is, because we're not trying to sell someone the second we're 
saying what we do because that just turns into a hot mess. We're just trying to pique their interest okay, so that they want to have a conversation about it. And it's a two-sided. I'm not just word vomiting. I'm telling you what I do. And then I get to hear what your ones are. And I get to curate the conversation to fit what you care about. So normally people will then go, oh, you're an artist. Tell me about that life. Mm -hmm. Or they'll go, oh, tell me more about that. I want to see what that looks like. And then you have the opportunity to, oh, let me pull up my Instagram and I'll show you a couple of examples. And Mm -hmm. so that visual is going to be 100% more effective than you describing what it looks like. Of course. What's the third one? Oh, or they might be interested in the about statement and want to know more about that. So if we're just trying to fit all of that into two sentences of an elevator speech, it's just not going to land. So let basically give us a snippet and let the conversation go where it goes. I mean, I think especially at convention, I had the added benefit of they're there to sell to me, you know, they think I'm a bride or something like that, but they are going to initiate the conversation. That is helpful. Which is great. <laughs> Probably something like, oh, when's your wedding day? Oh, I'm not getting married. Well, Let me tell you about a brilliant opportunity. Okay, so <laughs> I want you to practice saying this and let's find if there's any places in there that feel weird to you and we can tweak it. I'm an artist. I create live bouquet paintings at weddings. And let's see. It's okay. It takes practice. I mean, that seems like enough right there to me. No, but you want me to add that like, okay. So I'm an artist and I create live bouquet paintings for weddings about cherishing the past and good times. It seems too wordy for me. Yeah, it is. Normally, all those other words aren't in the create section. But I feel like it is important in this instance. So let's see if we can cut down both sides. I do live wedding paintings. Hold on. I want to distinguish between the common, because I don't want to paint the first dance. Does it matter that it's live is what I'm kind of mulling over in my head, because that makes it a little bit longer. And that's where the price point comes in. But also... Again, we don't have to fit everything into that first sentence. Okay. Like that can come in the conversation. Just like I don't have to tell you exactly what it looks like. So it could be I paint brides bouquets so they can cherish that good time. Or just like happy memories instead of good times. Do you not like the word cherish? If you don't, it's okay. I don't know. I mean, whatever. Even if I don't, I can I can switch that out and figure it out. Okay, so let me tell you the method here because I want you to understand how to do it so that when this isn't feeling right, you can switch it. So essentially what we did was we looked for kind of like three themes that would make people connect with you or your artwork. It came up with calm, nostalgia, and quality over quantity. From there, what I normally do is I have you spend a little bit of time thinking about why each of those things matter to you and writing out like three different reasons for each one. Okay. So then you have three topics and nine subtopics. Then each of those subtopics, we create like a phrase. Okay. So remember earlier when I was talking about the, the girl that I hired and strong over skinny, she always says strong over skinny, strong over skinny. 
I can't think about her and not think about that phrase because that's at the core of what she does. And it's just something that she can repeat in her marketing all the time. It solidifies her brand. It makes me remember her for that reason. So I tried to make it quick and skip past the majority of that work, which is maybe why it's not quite landing. We're getting there. And you could go out and use that right now. But as you go, like, figure out where it doesn't feel right, tweak it, keep going. So that phrase that we create is usually kind of attention grabbing. And so when we insert that phrase into the about, it's like, oh, let me talk about that. I'm curious. I want to hear why that matters to you. And then you're starting to connect as a human with another human okay. over more than just a surface level thing. Okay. So cherish the past and good times isn't really phrase yet. Honoring creative energy isn't quite a phrase yet. Honor memory. Like, they're not quite there, but that's how you get there. Okay. Makes sense. And I, I think that that's going to feel better if you can actually spend a little bit of time on the steps. But we have a rough draft. And when you start putting the rough draft out there, mm -hmm. you very quickly learn what's wrong with it or what's good about it. This is one of those ever-evolving things. I think where people get really stuck is they're like, I have to have the final version before I tell anybody. You can't get to the final version without the rough draft. Yeah. I know you have to start before you're actually ready. So I guess like once I have that conversation, like I guess the next step, am, am I trying, what am I trying to do at that initial conversation? Am I trying to basically open the window to email them later that week? You are trying to open the door to whatever they're ready for. Some people, which is why the conversation is so helpful. Some people are just going to say, oh, that's cool. And the point of those conversations is, would you like to have something ready? But join my newsletter, follow me on Instagram, like whatever. So that not only do they now have a place to get content from you, but yeah. you have contact Okay. If they follow you on Instagram, you're going to be able to find them. If they join your newsletter, you've got their email address. So for those people who are not ready for the next step, but they're interested in what you do, one, you get them on wherever, wherever you think is most appropriate. Literally ask them, would you like to join my newsletter? Yeah. Because nobody's actually going to say no. Well, most people aren't going to say no. They'll just unsubscribe. Yeah, but they'll just unsubscribe later if they're not interested. You can't create a lead if they you have a conversation and then they walk off. Correct. I was thinking I would just grab their business card and then email them. Well, they're going to want to tell you about what they do too. So that's also a thing. But yeah. then you've only got okay. So there's the two marketing sides. I don't know if you got to this part. There's yeah. content marketing. There's relationship marketing. Uh -huh. If all you have is a business card, that's not a bad place. to. You only have this relationship marketing side and they are not getting anything else from you. So uh -huh. the only way they're ever going to hear from or about you or remember you is if you personally contact. Okay. And the chances of you being consistent and doing that on a regular basis for what you've told me are not great. Do so you need the two working together 
and so that you're in more places at once. Okay. Gotcha. 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 I see what you mean. Okay. So yeah, that's the one way to go. And then if somebody's super interested, I could just. If someone is super interested, you have a couple of choices. If it feels appropriate to be like, like you want to give them more information about actually working together. Yeah. You could do that in person. Like you could just sit there and have that conversation. Okay. But probably that's going to be lengthy, my guess. Yeah. And I don't want to take up a ton of their time because they're actually there to try to network with. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not their ideal client for that moment anyway. So the next step that most people would take is get their card and email them. I might even take that a step further and say, take their card and say, do you want to set up a, a Zoom in the next couple of weeks and I can walk you through it in like 15, 20 minutes? Okay. Something like that. Yeah, I forgot how to use Zoom. It's so easy. You're here right now. I mean, you know, I have an account and everything. I'll figure it out. That's the way the world works now. People don't meet for coffee. Like seriously, meet for coffee because you're local. Oh, you can okay. do that. What I'm trying to get to is a deeper level of connection than word. Okay. So words are not as connecting as voice, is not as connecting as video, is not as connecting as in right. person. Absolutely. So the, the further you go down that scale, the more effective it's going to be. Also, it's, okay, so I have this one client who, and she'll forgive me for saying this because she said it, is very impatient. <laughs> okay. And like she has a lot of conversations up in the air at all times about like, commissions or buying a piece but it takes people a while and she has to remember to follow up and then there's like two weeks gap before they get back to her and like all these yeah things that she gets really frustrated at and i said okay so your homework from now on when people show that level of interest in buying from you is to instead of emailing them the information and waiting and playing that whole game is to meet with them, whether it's on Zoom or in person, have mm-hmm. all that conversation and tie it up and wrap it up and call it good. Okay. So that's essentially what I'm telling you to do. Okay. Much less frustrating. Yeah. They like it better because they get their questions answered in a timely manner. They don't have to remember to get back to you. You don't get lost in their inbox like it's mm-hmm. pain. So they don't have to deal with sure. any of that. Okay. That makes sense. I also feel... Like you understand, but there's still a little bit of hesitancy there. So would you like to practice saying that? Some some version of that? I guess it's just I'm gonna be looking through my window and be like, Well, it was it was really lovely to meet you. Would you like to sign would to, can I add you to my newsletter? Or... Um, okay, so how are we gonna say that? Because nobody wants a newsletter. Nobody wants a newsletter. Okay. Well, I want to do the Instagram route, even if they want to follow me, that's great. But like that, you just get lost in the algorithm. Yeah. And they'll never see, they'll see me in two years and that doesn't help me now. Well, <laughs> so you can do things there too, but that yeah. also requires you doing them. Real quick so. question. These people, should I be sending them the same, not that I ever send email, that's a whole nother issue, whatever, I'm working on it. Should I be sending them the same thing I send to my entire audience or should they be getting something only related to weddings knowing that i am nowhere near sending 
three emails a week or anything ridiculous like that. They'd be getting one or two a month, probably. But then they would also get occasionally about a sale for prints and other things. I don't think either route is right or wrong necessarily. Um, But sticking with the, I'm more apt to send one or two emails a month. And Mm -hmm. if I have to send one or two more emails a month, that makes it more problematic. So I... In this case, we'll say, let's just put them on the well, big list. I guess I'll rephrase that. I have no problem sending a few emails directed to weddings specifically, but should mm-hmm. I also be sending them my regular newsletter? That's I'd part. say yes, but also, as you add them, mm-hmm. let's just take down their email address yeah. and you add Make them. sure that I segment them and know what they're there for. Exactly. Yes. So right. that if you want to send an extra email to them, it's almost like you have a separate list. And you can also take them out if you don't feel proper sending that email to that. Correct. Okay. So we don't need a whole nother list. We'll just add a tag. That makes sense. Okay. That's easy. But it's okay to send them my monthly newsletter as well. Yeah. I think you should. Okay. Just because it kind of keeps the, keeps them on there. Because I don't know how often I'm going to be able to send them something about weddings. Like that would probably be like maybe four times a year. The other thing I will say is after... You get their email address. You go home. I'm telling you another techie thing, but I think you okay. can handle it. There is a program called Loom, L-O-O-M. You can record just like like this, like a message, or you can do your computer screen, or you can do yourself and your computer screen. You get to pick. But just make them a little, hey, it was so good to see you. I really liked talking to you about something. Like, make it a personal video message. Is what you're video saying? Video message. Okay. I know. I'm making this hard. I'm be, I'm challenging it. People actually do that. I do. People love oh, you it. You do. But you're you're kind of special. I just want to say one more thing. Yes, go for it. You asked, "How do I get more leads?" Mm-hmm. I'm trying to give you the best pot of leads possible, as opposed to. I'm just going to go kind of like fritter around and try things, but yeah. not really get things out of it. Now that I got to be more aggressive if I really want it. I get it. Especially if I want it now. Okay. This is kind of funny. So I did a a pop-up at a coffee shop where I had artwork, whatever, last month. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this lead thing. I've never done this before, but I'm going to reach out to like the seven or eight people on Instagram that, or I think it was all on Instagram. That had shown like specific interest in what I was selling there or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I reached out to like eight people and it was great. Except for one, like I had several people say thank you. Several showed up and bought a ton of stuff, whatever. It was awesome. One blocked me. Huh. And it was a, it was a woman who had literally just bought a painting from me, like, a small painting, not like I was asking her to go buy, spend another thousand dollars or anything like that. She spent like $65 on a little painting like three weeks prior. That's so and I was like, oh, I just want to let you know that, you know, I have more work like what you purchased and I'll be there this weekend. She blocked me. And first I was like, my heart sunk. And then I was like, thought it was hilarious. I was like, well, that's yeah. clearly all her. She just, you know, <laughs> she got her own thing going on. Yeah, don't worry about that. Well, leads um, works. I just need more of that. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. Okay. I'm giving you a high five, virtual high five. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Let's just take note of all the things that you have done thus far. 
Mm-hmm. You have identified the thing you want to sell that has a good probability of going over well. You've identified how you want to sell it. You took that a step further and you went and said, who do I want to sell it to and where are they? And signed up for that thing to go to it to have conversations. Mm-hmm. Then you showed up to this podcast episode and said, how do I do that? And mm-hmm. we created a whole plan. So you have gone all the way to here without actually that much time or effort for thinking about it. Is that accurate? I mean, I had this idea like a year ago and it took me a while to get there, but I had to create samples. But yeah, as far as actually from going, creating the work, that's the other thing that I struggle with a little bit in all honesty is like, yeah, this is like, I feel weird saying this, like being recorded and everything, Mm -hmm. but like, I haven't actually done this, like as far as painting live. And it's, I feel like I'm walking the line between, I mean, clearly I can create the paintings. I've done that. I have the samples. I wish I had more, but, you know, if I were to wait until I had a dozen samples, I wouldn't be able to do this for another year. So whatever. What I have is what I have. So I feel like I'm walking the line between being authentic and, like, fake it till you make it. And I don't know what if I have that conversation and people straight up ask me, how many weddings have you done? Does that make sense? And the answer is none. So what would you say? I don't know. What am I, I would say I'm looking for my first one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The more honest you are, the more people love it. Okay. Like how many people do you know who are straight up about stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I could say like I've done painting in person before, but I haven't actually done a wedding. I've done painting in person before. I've created loads of samples of these flowers. I just haven't actually sat down and done it at a wedding yet, but I have complete confidence in my skill and vision, which I know is true because you told me that. Mm -hmm. So I need to go and change my website because then, because right now my website sort of implies that I do this. So just change the word. You do do it. Well, I do, but it's like, I don't know. I have to look at it again and see what I wrote specifically. Some people will ask that. You can also say the price reflects that. Like, I'm starting, and so it's lower than it's going to be as I get more comfortable with it. Okay. And then this is like, I don't know. I'm going to ask you this question because I don't even know who else to ask. Like, what kind of commission do I offer people? Like a 10%, 15%? It's whatever you feel comfortable with, again. But... And I don't even know what commissions are normal. So for like selling a course, you ask people to sell it for you. Mm-hmm. 50% commission is normal. 50%. Mm-hmm. Same. Now that being said, that doesn't mean that's what you have to do. But that's a course that's pre-recorded that you can deliver to mass amounts of people. This yes. is one single item that I have to create every single time. So that being said, where are we going to go with the balance? Do we want to go higher into, I'm going to offer more so they're more incentivized? Or do we want to go lower so that you have a higher profit margin? And neither of those are places where you have to stay. That is your starting point. Correct. And I also suspect that once I get this ball rolling, I won't even need planners. Then you'll start getting referrals. Get referrals. exactly, And I will meet people at weddings and stuff like that yes my gut says 30 percent to start 
40%. Okay. Because we, we really, this is how we are marketing. We're basically paying them to do it and we want them to do it. So we need to make sure that they have some motivation. Okay. It makes sense. And then you can lower it as you, but just as a starting place, think about it. Like I'm paying for Instagram ads almost something like that. That's just my budget. Okay. No, I mean, that's fine. You can always change it. And you can always increase your price too. Well, yeah, exactly. I would increase my price, I guess, down once I feel okay. Get three books. Okay. And then either increase your price or decrease the commission a little bit. But just get comfortable with this is something people want. Mm -hmm. I can sell this. It's going to go good. Say my first five, I'm paying 30% commission. And then I'm going to edit as I go from there. But that's going to be probably the highest commission I'm going to offer. Okay. And then I could do a little bit of both if I want to lower the commission, but raise the price. And then they don't see the decrease, but I see an increase type of thing. Okay. Cool. I foresee, and I don't know, we didn't even talk about what we're going to charge, but I foresee you being able to charge quite a bit. I was going to start at 2000 and I have three different packages. I've seen other people do like the actual couple and stuff like that. And I see them charging three, four, five. Mm-hmm. So I feel like two is decent. And so if you're doing two at 30%, 600. Yeah. So then you're making 1,400. I mean, 600 would motivate me, I think. Absolutely. I think that's motivating, especially if you think about it. If you're a wedding and you can book four in a month. Right. That's a good chunk of money. That's my mortgage. Yeah, there's tag lights. It might not be theirs, but you know, it's a nice vacation at least or something. <laughs> I feel like this was a very productive conversation. Yes, I think so too. I feel confident. Yeah. We'll see. Because otherwise it's back to waiting tables. One thing, and then we're going to wrap up. I think that for you to feel more confident in this venture, the one thing you need is to actually do one. Yeah, I know. But I you don't. don't know anybody in the area because you're new. I was going to say, like, do you know yeah. anybody getting married? Can you just go do it for free? It could be. Hold on. Formulating. <laughs> <laughs> that for, like, the next six months, you offer one for free to anyone that you talk to. Not to anyone you talk to, but say, like, this month I'm giving away one free one to your clients. Tell the planners this, essentially. Right. But it's just one across the board. I don't know exactly how you say this. You'll have to practice it a little bit. But essentially, like you're saying, since I'm getting started, I really want more practice. So I'm giving away one in April, giving away one in May. The reason why I think that's worth your time to do is because, one, that's going to give them a little bit more reason to connect with you, but also you're creating your own report. Yeah, no, I see it. I can make my own referrals there. I can get the practice. I can get the photos of me actually doing it, all that stuff. What do they do? They're literally just like... They get you the wedding. Well, I know they get me the wedding, but it's it's just something nice that they can give to one of their couples because they don't get a commission on it if it's free. So just logistically, you might offer just one person, like someone who's really interested. Say, you know what? I was thinking about doing this thing. 
Do you want this spot? Do you know anyone? And then logistically, you don't have to figure out how to figure out who gets it. Yeah. Okay. Or they could even use it as like promotion or something, social media. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Now you're talking. Get those wheels turning. Okay. All right. Okay. Sound good? You know what to do? Are you overwhelmed or are you simplified? No, I'm simplified in this. I mean, of course, I've got like three other ventures that I need to work on too. But no, 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 no. All in. All in. This is literally just networking right now until I actually have people. You're going to have people soon. You think you really think so? I really do. Because one, we are creating our own referrals with the last piece. Two, we're creating some urgency with the 30% bookings whatever whatever we are actively networking we're not just putting it out on social media mm-hmm. and they book their spot with a deposit if okay. you spread your energy and yeah. you don't go all in it won't work as well okay no that makes sense and that doesn't mean you have to do this forever but like go deep instead of wide okay so what else do i do with my time that i complain that i don't have enough of because i'm also thinking well i don't want to give up landscapes and i'd like to get my work into local places in the dc area coffee shops or whatever but i need to create it so i was thinking about doing like a daily project on that like on instagram and then creating prints from that if i want to i mean you can do all that but i think that should be your next so what do i do you're painting you are um Maybe doing some quote unquote cold calling to wedding planners. Okay. So basically I would say like, you know, I just moved into the area and I'm looking for for wedding industry professionals to partner with as a live bouquet painter, essentially. That sounds beautiful. Do you know anyone? Are you interested? Or- okay. Okay, Jessica. <laughs> happen to be a wedding planner? Or they know someone who's getting married, or they just want to check out your artwork. How do you want to connect with people? As much as I hate on Instagram, you know, Instagram is probably a great place. You can send me a DM if you want, or email. They're both can be about the same, but my name is spelled really weird. So it's Jessica Lazonski Art is my Instagram handle, and it's J E S K A L O S O N S K Y A R T. And then my email is info at jessicalazonski.com. And I have a website, which is also jessicalazonski.com. <laughs> yeah, any of those are great. So if you just want to see what she's about, maybe go to her website or Instagram. If you want to talk to her, go to Instagram or email. Yes, perfect. Great. Lovely having you. Thank you for coming. Okay. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to hit subscribe so that you can get new episodes loaded straight onto your phone as soon as they're ready. And if you're one of those people who wants all the things, be sure that I get your email so that I can send you invitations to free classes, send advice your way, and share details about how you can go deeper with me. Just click on the show notes to sign up.